You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. The date is the 16th of May 2019 and welcome to the Batuta Advocate News Bulletin. Uh, It's election week and we are back in the studio, both Errol Parker, editor, and myself, Clancy Overall, editor, with our newsreader, Wendell Hussey, the Richard Moorcroft of the Diamantina Shire. How are you, Wendell? Doing very well, thank you. How are you, fellas? Very good, young fella. Good to have you back on board. Yes, we're going great. Now, what's been going on in the news? Well, first up, given it is election week, uh, we've got a story here about the Dixon electorate being clouded by a colossal dark mark as Peter Dutton prepares for his final battle. Yes, a large grey skull appeared in the sky this week. Dark clouds above the popular Strathpine Centre as he, who shall not be named Prime Minister, prepares for his ultimate battle this weekend against the Muslims who lived and, uh, of course, his Labour rival in the Dixon electorate. Yeah, and I've heard those close to Dutton said that the member for Dixon has divided what remains of his soul into seven fragmented policies spread across seven factions within the Australian Liberal Party. And those fragments, known as Horcruxes, have been hidden in the disguise of policies aimed at not allowing brown people to live in Australia, Clancy. Ridiculing disabled people and providing government grants to his wife's family's childcare centres. Well, geez, it'd be hard to find all those Horcruxes, but if you have a guy who's as good as digging dirt as Malcolm Turnbull did in his dying days, I'm sure you'll be able to find those Horcruxes. Uh, That goes to the rival candidate, of course, Mm. who is aiming to take down Peter Dutton. And now moving on to the other side of the campaign, we wrote a story about the nation's likely next Prime Minister, Bill Bradbury Shorten, raising eyebrows this week. He did so by showing off how multicultural he is and ordering a panini at Subway. Yes, he's uh, he's made some headway with a voter block that we didn't expect him to win over. The multicultural kind of voters. Uh, Bill Shorten's done well with the feminists and the, and the female voters ever since News Corp wrote that article about his mother. He's done well with the unions. He's had them rusted on for a long time, but we never really saw him you know, making uh, waves outside of the white upper middle class, but he's done that and it's, and it's very impressive. Yes, it's a little bit Italiana, I think, but I think the Bill's more or less a plain tuna and lettuce and mayo kind of guy, you know, just on a white loaf. Yes, yes. I mean, Usually, but it's election time, so he's going to get a little bit exotic with his ordering. And uh, panini, perfect call. I think it was toasted cheese panini, but nevertheless, it was very impressive. Still a panini. Now, we've had to cover this race to the bottom that is the federal election, but you sat down with a young man in Batuta Heights who couldn't care less about it all, Clancy. Yeah, indeed. And the story was, I'm not really that into politics, A, says underpaid apprentice who will never own a home. Now, Wendell, you speak fluent townie, don't you? Yeah, I'm I'm well-versed. What does A mean? A is the finishing exclamation to a sentence. You just sign off with the A. Yeah, I didn't really hear that too often in my my childhood, Wendell, out in Hong Kong. King's English. King's English. English. At at the time, it was the... It was still the Queen, I think. A A is different to E. Yeah. A-Y-E is exclamation. E-Y is more of a question mark. Yeah, this is just a throwaway finishing summation. Now, this is a, a young bloke I interviewed named Cosa, who said that uh, all the leaders of the major parties are losers. Uh, this is something he told me as he was breaking down asbestos panels and throwing them in a skip bin for $8 an hour. And he said, Shorten has man boobs, which for him was good enough reason not to vote for him. And ScoMo supports the Sharks, which makes him a loser. Now, 
Cozer is living at home with his parents because paying board to mum is cheaper than finding six mates to share a lease with. His main voter concerns are marijuana legalisation, which he then giggled at. It's a bit hard to enjoy a bamboo schooner at the end of a hard day's work uh, when you're living with mum. Now, Cozer is... A part of this demographic, I believe, that uh, is voting based off the memes he's seen and the billboards he's seen. So Cos is probably going to vote for Clive. Yeah, there were a lot of comments on that story about that. And one of our loyal readers, Andrew Gilbert, commented saying voting for Clive Palmer is a gateway drug to voting for One Nation. Arguably so. Maybe Clive will eat up One Nation's votes. We can only find out on Saturday. And in some more local news from our humble regional outpost, you wrote another story maybe indirectly about me again this week, Errol. Yes, I did. Half-sick colleague heroically comes into work to carry out duty to make everyone else sick. Well, I think you've done a good job in doing that because I'm sick as a pike and I know that Clancy's kids have been off school with rheumatic fever. It's been fucked, mate. It's been all hands on deck at home. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm at work just get away from the place so uh you know arguably that story was about you and i do know that imran in the sports department he's out for your blood if he sees you he will crush your head like what happened on lord of the rings the other night damned if you do and damned if you don't i say just fucking don't i think it was game of thrones where the head got exploded like a watermelon but uh, spoiler alert let's move on in the sporting world now we broke a story from across the ditch with some devout Christians in the All Blacks somehow able to adhere to their faith without being fuckwits. Yes, yes, there's, there's two sides of the sword. Of course, there's the incredibly incompetent uh, ARU uh, mixed with the uh, incredibly entitled players who you know, are behaving in ways that if the All Blacks had behaved that way, they'd get fits with a nerve agent and you'd never hear of them again. Uh, they might show up in the back of fucking Japan somewhere, but uh, you know there seems to be a discipline in the All Blacks, Wendell, uh, that, that we don't seem to have in Australian rugby. Maybe that's the death rattles. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just the uh, private school kind of attitude infiltrating, but you know, we, we don't know what's going on. Well, I think at, at the heart of this story, Clance, you've got a battle between you know, your right to express your religion and your right to free speech, which... You know, of course, Israel can do anywhere. You just can't do it when you've signed on a contract that you won't do it. Mm. And then you can't come and cry foul when they want to boot you. Oh, it's exactly the same as our last newsreader, uh, Bruce Hitchcock, coming into my office. And he was hungover and he wanted a pay rise and we denied him that. And he came in and he told me I was a fuckwit and no one liked me. He had the right to say that. That's freedom of speech. But... Uh, He also has the right to repercussions for his words, and he was sacked on the spot. Yeah, I think there's a big difference between being a fuckwit and acting like a fuckwit. Mm. And I'm not sure what Israel is doing now. Well, I'll tell you who's not acting like fuckwits is the devout Christians in the All Blacks, because they are similar, similar kind of setup over there, similar demographic, few Mormons, few uh, evangelical happy clappers, and no one posting memes on Instagram telling my nephew that he's going to hell. And more importantly, they keep winning games. So, suppose that helps. Anyway, that's all I've got here for this week's bulletin. So, that is all for today. Mm-hmm. Well, happy voting. Yeah.